Welcome to Church Online. Come on, let's celebrate. Yeah. Wow, that was, man, worship was so refreshing. And, um, and I thank God for Highlight Worship. They always usher us into God's presence. And how about those songs? They were, they were amazing. Jesus, you alone. And um, a hope of future. A hope and a future. Correct? Yeah. So amazing. So welcome to Church online and we are glad to have you. Today we start a brand new series called Wake Up Dreamer and um, it's going to be it's going to be real real good, real inspiring. And uh, it is our hope to 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 bring some inspiration to you to bring the word of God into your home. I know right now uh, given everything that's going on um, just in society, mostly surrounding COVID-19 uh, we, we can't necessarily be together uh, more than 10 people or so. And uh, even though we can't meet together as the church, we can still be the church. Um, we can still celebrate as the church and, and pray as a church. Hopefully you are home right now and, and there are some people joining you. Um, and, and, and you're there and you're, you're, you're excited and you're expectant and, and, and your faith is, is ready to go. And so we're going to bring a great word to you today. And uh, before we do that, let's pray. Let's pray. And uh, we'll start our brand new new series here with our first message. Father, we love you and, and we just thank you, God, for how faithful you are. We thank you for your, your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that um, you are still moving in the unseen and you are blessing, you're healing, you're, you're giving strength, Lord. We thank you for the local church and everything you're doing in the local church. We thank you for the capital C church and everything you're doing in the body of Christ across the world. Uh, God, we lift up every nation that makes up this world to you right now, um, every nation that is impacted uh, by the coronavirus. God, we pray and, and, and we declare and we decree healing. Uh, we believe you for it. Um, Lord, we pray that right now that you would just continue to, to, to give, give visions and dreams, Lord, and to your people and to your children, God, and that you would speak unlike you've uh, ever spoken before. So, God, we, we love you, and we're expectant for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, let's celebrate, church. Cool. Good. So, Wake Up Dreamer, it is all about awakening the seer in you. There is a seer, a visionary a dreamer on the inside of you. And that, that, that dreamer believes that greater things are possible. One thing I love about the series is uh, the series is going to be made up or composed of a, a number of biblical characters who, um, whom God gave visions and dreams in the middle or in the midst of tough times. And so I think now more than ever is the season to get into the presence of God and to receive something from him and um, next week I'm really excited about this week we're gonna we're gonna share about Christ in the boat during a storm so this week is entitled seeing beyond the storm seeing beyond the storm and um, I was telling my kids uh, my oldest kid Jaziel he was asking me about Christ in the boat and all this stuff and was he asleep before the storm? Um, you know, had he stayed awake with the storm happened and all this, these great questions. And, 
And I tried to provide those answers to him, but he said, you know, why was he asleep during the storm and all this? So we're going to make that clear. One thing I did tell him is, is that um, tough times, hard times have the tendency to put the dreamer in us to sleep. And so if we're not careful, we can just kind of go about life. We can fall into the fear and the anxieties of society and the world. And we can forget that there is a God who is bigger than the things that we struggle through and then the things that we go through and that he wants to speak to us and show us things that we can believe in beyond where we currently are. Let's get into the scripture here. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And it says this here. It says that that evening Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the east side. We're going to keep reading here. So they left the crowd and his disciples started across the lake with him in the boat. So other boats followed along. Verse 37. Suddenly a storm struck the lake. Waves started splashing into the boat, and it was about to sink. I lo- this, it says suddenly a storm struck the lake. So Jesus said, we're going to go to the other side. And all of a sudden, as they're obeying Jesus, as they are obeying and trusting God, suddenly a storm struck the lake. And it's kind of crazy. It's like we always tell people, trust God and obey God and follow God and and your life is going to be great, and, you know, it's going to be, well, the reverse is, you know, the, rever- the opposite is true, too. If, if you trust and follow God, sometimes storms still hit you, and so we, we don't want to give a false gospel. It says this here in verse 38, Jesus was in the back of the boat with his head on a pillow, and he was asleep. The dreamer was asleep, <laughs> but it wasn't because he was worried. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll unpack that here in a few minutes. And his disciples woke him and said, teacher, don't you care? <laughs> We're about to drown. Don't, don't you care, Lord, about what's going on? Don't you care about the, our, our, you know, our work situation and our families and our finances? And don't, don't you care, God? It's another Sunday. Don't you care? We're, we're about to drown. And I love that it says that his head is on a pillow. I mean, he is comfy. I'm sure he has a blanket. He, he, is, he is asleep. And it says this here in verse 39. It says, Jesus got up and ordered the wind and the waves to be quiet. The wind stopped and everything was calm. Verse 40 says this here. Jesus asked his disciples, why were you afraid? Don't you have any faith? Verse 41 says this. Now they were more than, sorry, now they were more afraid than ever and said to each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Even COVID-19 obeys him. So there has to be a purpose as to why he's still asleep. I want to I point out really three things. Uh, there, there are three major observations here. As we seek to see beyond the current storm that we're, we're going through as a nation, as a world. And uh, one thing that we're going to pick out here is point number one is there is a such thing as an unwelcome storm. An unwelcome storm. I mean, come on now. No school. If you're a parent out there, my parents, show me some love. Like, isn't, isn't it crazy? No school. You don't know what you're gonna do with these jokers. You know, we we were we were on the way to pick up some burgers yesterday, and 
And uh, I don't know, Pastor Kyra just kind of got on the boys. This new week is not going to be like last week. We're going to, you're going to get to work. And I'm looking at her like, babe, it's not their fault that we're not setting structure in their lives. It's not their fault. You, you need to set some structure. But, but <laughs> no school, business is slowing down, job loss. Um, Tuesday night, we, we were going to bed, and it was late. It was almost midnight. We went to bed very late, and around 2 a.m., um, Pastor Kyra, she, she woke up with some, some pain, and she asked me to help her get up. And as I was helping her get up, and we were making our way into the living room, uh, she, she suddenly fainted. She fainted. And um, she, she popped out of it five seconds later, but she, she woke up trying not to faint again, just, you know, breathing and, and saying, you know, raise my legs and check my pulse. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just, I'm doing everything I know to do. And, you know, we just get this COVID-19 thing. My mother-in-law's in town. I'm, I'm, I'm about to do her wedding. And it's just one, two, three, ABC. It's just problem after problem after problem, storm after storm. And this is three o'clock in the morning or so. I'm tired. And it's just another unwelcome storm. And a storm is something that disturbs our lives. If you're taking notes, a storm is something that is a disturbance. It's defined as a rushing, a raging, a violent agitation, an affliction. It's a storm. And many of us right now are facing unwelcome storms. I mean, the thing about a storm is you may look on your your weather app and and see, hey, 30% chance of rain at 2 p.m. But when 2 p.m. comes, it's pouring and it's windy and it just gets all crazy. That's what you call an unwelcome storm. Storms don't knock. They don't announce themselves. They don't send you a text. They don't give you a notification. Storms just come into our lives. And like I was saying earlier, the the disciples are doing what Jesus said. They're on the boat. They're going to the other side. They're obeying God. They're trusting God. They're in the boat. And the Bible says suddenly a storm came. Suddenly a storm came. Some of you are in in the sudden storm of of a a bad breakup. Some of us are in the sudden storm of, struggling finances, illness, but it's sudden and you didn't expect it. For some people, you've just received the worst diagnosis of your life. The doctor just told you that you, you, you've contracted some kind of terminal illness. It's a sudden storm. And the Bible is clear. First Peter 5, 9b says this. It says, you know that all over the world, the Lord's followers are suffering just as you are. So, so none of us are strangers to unwelcome storms. But I believe that Jesus serves as an example as to what we can do in the midst of, of a storm. So my second observation is, number two, a sleeping savior. A sleep. A sleeping Savior. The Bible says that he's in the back of the boat, head on a pillow, and he's asleep. And they're about to drown. Shout out to my early risers. Anyone an early riser? Show of hands and crowd. Okay. Anyone a night owl? You tend to get up a little, a little later. Gotcha. I love it. 
Early risers, show me some love on Facebook. Give me some thumbs ups. Yeah. You night owls, go to sleep. Get you, catch up on your rest. My wife tends to be a night owl, in which in turn she wakes up a little bit later. And so when I'm up in the morning and I got to get the boys dressed and Judah's jumping off the, the kitchen counter and he's yelling at Jay because Jay, when, he, when, he, when Jay opens Judah's yogurt, he doesn't use like a, it's not a clean rip. He uses his mouth. And so Jay yells at him, don't, don't eat my yogurt. And it's just like, oh, my God, where's my wife when I need her? And, you know, trying to get, trying to get the boys dressed and. It's just, it's terrible. It's terrible in our homes. And I know you probably think, it's the pastor's house. Angels are flying all around the living room. And, 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 and there, there have been some times where I've been kind of upset with her. But every time I stop and I think, man, what did she do the previous day? She was, she was pouring out. She was developing leaders. She was serving our kids. She was serving me. She was making a whole lot of people's lives better. And essentially, she's just tired, and she's catching up on rest. She's a sleeping savior of our home. And so a lot of people, a lot of people have asked, man, why was Jesus asleep on this boat? My, my kid, he, he asked on the way here, Jay, he said, why was Jesus asleep during the storm? And I want to give you two reasons under this is he was sleeping because, number one, he was physically tired. He was physically tired. Uh, if you read the account, he had just finished healing and, and teaching and praying. He was pouring out. He was lifting off the burdens of thousands of people and, and fixing lives and bringing people into the love of God and preaching the gospel. He was physically tired. He was physically tired, therefore he slept. Yes, a storm is brewing. Yes, a storm is here, but, but he slept. He rested. He, he took some time out. He got a pillow, and he rested. Many of us can't handle the storms in life right now simply because we are tired. We're tired. We're worn down. We're moving around. We're emotionally drained. We're mentally drained. We're psychologically drained, and we're tired. And I believe that Jesus serves as a perfect example for us to rest in stormy seasons. You got to take rest. I love the Bible here. It says here, Psalm 127, verse 2. It says, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest. Someone repeat that after me. God gives rest to his loved ones. God gives rest. It's so funny, I believe that when they got in this boat, Jesus knew he was going to take a nap. And to add on top of that, he's an all-knowing God. He knew that the storm would come. So he had decided in his heart and in his mind, I'm going to take a nap anyway. What if we would pre-wire our brains to understand that a storm is going to come anyway? And because I already know it, I'm going to rest anyway. Because, yes, it's COVID-19 now. But next year, it's going to be something different. And the year after, it's going to be something different. And the year after, it's going to be something different. But, but if you just determine in your heart that I got to get some rest, I got to get some sleep, I got to get out and have some fun, I got to get out and, and, and get my coffee and, and still exercise, you still got to determine to do these things. The next verse here is Psalm 4.8, and it says this, in peace, 
Someone say that. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O, o Lord, will keep me safe. So the winds and the water and, and it's raging and the water is getting in the boat. That's one thing. I, yeah, I preached on this scripture about a year and a half ago. Here it is. Um, um, man, you can be in, here it is. You can be in the middle of the storm, but don't let the storm get on the inside of you. Don't, don't let it get on the inside of you. Don't, don't let the, the fear and the anxiety and, and the depression and the pressure get on the inside of you. The Bible says this here, in peace I will lie down asleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. And the second reason why we have a sleeping Savior is, number one, he, physically, he was physically tired, but number two, he fully trusted. So I like to put it like this. He was physically tired, therefore he slept. And he slept because he fully trusted. He rested. Science has proven that there's a direct correlation between your quality of rest, the state of your soul. There's a direct correlation between your quality of rest and the state of your soul. And stress, anxiety, and worry are all linked to poor sleep and poor rest. So if, you, if, if, if you're in a season right now where, where you, don't, you, just, you can't sleep, it's choppy, it's dicey. You go to bed at 10 and you wake up at 2. You're having nightmares. There, there's something there about your level of trust. There's something there about where you are in your walk with God. And when we worry, it's because we're obsessed with things that we can't control the outcome. It, it, we're obsessed with, with attempting to control the outcome, but we don't have any power in it. And, and if I can be honest with you, control is an illusion. Yeah, yeah. We ultimately have no control over anything. I mean, they're in the boat, and here comes the winds. They, they can't control the wind. They're in the boat, here comes the water. They can't control the water. They're in the boat, and the water's getting in the boat. They can't control the fact that they're about to drown and sink. And it's when we obsess over an outcome that we can't control is when we worry. So this is something that, that I've done for about 10 years. I want to pull up to you guys. I want to show you something. I have this, uh, this thing that I drew out about, about a decade ago, and I call it my control zone. I call it the control zone. And in it, I, I write the things that I believe I can control. Um, my, my, you know, my diet and, and my exercise regimen. My schedule. Um, my kids can't go in here. <laughs> can't control them. Um, the church can't go in here. Can't control the church. Can't control the people of the church. But there's this control zone. And what I attempt to do is I attempt to do my best within my control zone. My study time. My, my sleeping habits. Those are the things I can control. Then I draw another circle around that, and this is what I call the no control zone. These are the things that I can't control. These are the things, the layoff, the job layoff, the no control zone. Medical leave, no control zone. Uh, I remember when, and many of you know the story, but when me and PK, when we, when we got 
my wife, Kyra, if you don't know her, we call her PK around here. Sorry, I forgot we're not in, in here. We're in like broadcasting to the world right now, um, which is pretty cool. Um, when, we, when we got married, we got pregnant quick for various reasons. She had the hots for me, and okay, this is not the relationship <laughs> series. And I had the hots for her. So when she was four months pregnant, the doctor says she carried too much water and that uh, she had to go on medical leave. But what a lot of people don't know is, is that she brought in 77% of our income. And we already had a four-year-old boy. And within three weeks' time, we were asked to move out of our home that we lived in. And I'm trying to do everything I can. Can, can you go back to that first, the control zone? You see how big the control zone is? But when you begin to incorporate things that you can't control, you see how small your control zone becomes? It wasn't our preference for her to go on medical leave when she was carrying too much water. And for us to live on $1,000 a month as a family, if, if you had Nemo in there, God bless Nemo, he's in heaven with Jesus right now. We love you, Nemo. We're a family of about four and a half, but it was the no control zone. COVID-19, no control zone. The economy, the no control zone. What people say about you, their opinions, no control zone. It is a losing battle. Come on, put your hands together if you, if you agree that there are just things that you can't, you can't control. And the reason why the disciples were so worried is because they were putting their trust in things that they could not control. They, they, they saw the winds and, and they, 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 oh, well, maybe the winds will slow down. Maybe the waters and, and their, their tr- as, as their trust went, so did their loss of control go. The reason Jesus is sleeping is because he fully trusts his father. He fully trusts his father. And I want to help you grow your trust in, in, for, for just 45 seconds. How, how, well, well, pastor, how can I grow? How, how do I grow my trust for God? Number one, I want you to call to remembrance when God healed your body. Come on, that's it. He healed you. Come on. I want you to call into remembrance in the past when he provided for you. Come on. I want you to call into remembrance when he opened that door for you. I want you to, to, to call into remembrance when you were on your deathbed, but now you're on your two feet and you're strong and you're healthy and you're moving forward. Just, just remember the times that God was faithful and understand that the reason why Jesus can fully rest through a storm, the reason why the state of his soul is whole right now is because his trust is in a loving, caring, faithful father. And what is outside of your control is in his control. Come on, on, put your hands together if that's good. It's in his control. And the third observation I see here is a sure victory. A sure victory. Bible says that Jesus got up and he ordered the wind and the waves to be quiet. And everything was calm. Wow. So you're telling me right now, (laughs) Jesus could just 
make everything normal again. Yeah, yes, he can. There, there, yes, but 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 I, I heard it. I've heard it said recently that when 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 there's fear, that that fear is the gymnasium of your faith, and 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 fear is the perfect occasion when you're in seasons of fear to grow the muscles of your faith. And so when Jesus woke up, the first thing he asked him, he said, where is your faith? I, I got this. There's a, sure, there's a sure victory ahead. If you have the faith, the Bible says, the size of a mustard seed, you, you can speak to this mountain and it'll move. But, but you can't stop speaking to it. A, a lot of us, we've stopped speaking to it. You got to keep speaking to it. I remember there was a night a few years ago, it was early in our marriage, I couldn't sleep, I was trying to go to bed, it was 11 and midnight and 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I just felt, I felt led to go into my living room and just, and just pray, it was 3 o'clock in the morning at this point, I just got on my knees and I was just open and honest with God, I, th- I think right now we're in a season where God is looking for authenticity, and he wants us to cry out to him. He wants us to seek his face through prayer and fasting and repentance, t- turning, turning our hearts back to him. And, and this night I just came to God. I said, I, I can't sleep. I, I don't know why things are so weighty right now. I don't, I don't know what's going on. But, Lord, I'm here, and this is how I'm feeling. And just wanna, I, I want you to speak to me, do something. And uh, a few minutes into my prayer time, I felt the tangible presence of God fill that living room. It's almost like a hand touched my back. And I don't know, maybe it was Jesus or an angel, maybe it was me, I I don't know, but it was the physical presence of God. And I heard two things in my heart, not audible. You need to go ahead and write these things down, two things in my heart. God said, don't be afraid of anyone or anything. Don't be afraid of anyone or anything. And he said this, he says, I am with you always. Financial struggles, I'm still a provider. Illness, I'm still a healer. Loss, I'll bring in more than enough. Resistance, God's saying, I'm going to push through it for you. There's a sure victory. God has always been faithful. 1 John 5, 4 says this. It says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Here it is, even our faith. So if you have faith in this season, even though everything around you is, is hell, in the waters, in the wind, in the storm, in the boat, if you have faith, the promise is that there is sure victory for your life. And then it says this here in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Victory is certain. Victory is certain. So I just, I want to encourage you. I didn't want to be long today, but I want to encourage you that I know the storms of life don't always announce themselves. I just want to remind you, they're, they're going to keep coming. Yeah. But you can trust that in the midst of the storm, you can rest and have peace 
Because what is outside of your control is in his control. And he cares for you. And he loves you. And he sent his son on the cross to die for you. And he rose him from the dead so that you would live a life and a life more abundantly. I also want to encourage you that there's a sure victory on the way. On the way. Now, to honestly escape the script, if I can really share from my heart. I believe God has has shown me that we're going to make it through this thing. And I I get the the 10 people and less guidelines. I totally understand that stuff. But there is a mandate in Scripture that says that we need to come together more than ever in this season. And, and we, need to, we need to be the church. We need to pray. We need to believe and we need to have faith that victory is on the way. And I've been sent with a word from God to tell the dreamer on the inside of you to wake up. Don't, don't put your dreams on hold. Don't put your ambitions on hold. Don't, don't put your, your inspiration on hold. Keep dreaming. I don't know for you, but Highlight Church, we have 20 campuses and over 20,000 people to reach. And so we're, we're still dreaming and we're still believing. And so lift your head. If you're hurting, it's good to cry. It's good to be afraid. But don't stay there. Dream again. Believe again. Trust God again. Yeah. What I want to do right now is I want to pray. If you need Jesus Christ in your heart. If you need Jesus in your life, God is good. God is forgiving. He is kind. I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. Maybe you feel far from God. I just want to encourage you that right now he's in that room with you. He's in that car. Wherever you are, the presence of God is right there with you, ready to heal, set free, and deliver. And he loves you with an unfailing love. So if that be you, and if you're saying, I, I need the Lord in my heart, I need God in my life, just pray with me. Let's pray. Father God, I love you. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I need you in my life. I'm afraid. I'm confused. But I know that you are in control of everything that is outside of my control. Give me your spirit. Save my soul. Forgive my sin. Wash me clean. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, church. Hallelujah. 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 So great. Welcome to the family of faith, the local church. I want to share with you real quick before we close out three, three focuses right now as a church. Three focuses currently right now highlight I want you to focus in on Highlight Church online. Uh, Yes, we're going to continue to meet as a church on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Then we're going to rebroadcast at 5 p.m. on YouTube. So follow us uh, every Sunday, 11 a.m. Our worship team is going to bring great worship to you. And um, they did so amazing this morning. Um, Also, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're going to go live on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and so we're, we're going to always bring an encouraging word to you. We want to feed you and make sure you stay inspired. The second focus as a church is highlight the city. This is our outreach platform. Uh, right now, we're currently partnering with Gaithersburg Help. 
as well as other local organizations in the city and in this county. Uh, we're going to be having a food, food drive and all that good stuff, so bring your food to Granary Row. Chow will tell you a little bit about that later. And also light groups right now more than ever. It is the time to be in community, whether you're Zoom or Google Hangout or in person, 10 or less. I encourage you, it's my pastoral desire and heart for you, don't be alone in this season. I understand physical distancing, but social disconnection is not healthy. So get in a group. We want you to connect with great people and grow in your faith. And um, let's pray that these doors open before Easter. Hey, I love you guys. It's been great. Don't forget to dream. And uh, I want you to have a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal week. Until we see you next Sunday, you guys take care of yourselves and be good.